Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part, intimate true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever you are listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Live from Sedona, Arizona, I'm Summer Bacon. If you would like to find out more about Hoofs and Horns Farm, please go to their website at www.hoofsandhornsfarm.org. And Summer. Yes, uh, welcome to our show. I'm sorry, there was a there was an audio, a technical difficulty and we couldn't hear you at first, Liz. So I'm sorry about that. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So right. so the the thing is, we're we're pre-recording this show for Friday, and if you're with us, of course you can join us live. Uh, but uh, Liz is in Prescott Valley right now, and I'm here in Sedona, Arizona, and so we're having <laughs> we're having a a, a, a little bit of a different uh, situation with our, our usual radio broadcast, so I apologize for that delay. Um, but anyway, welcome to our show, and, and uh, today Liz and I are planning to talk to you about ourselves because we have had people saying to us that they want to know who we are. And we always say thank you for letting us know who you are, but we want to let you know who we are because that's what we're being asked to do today. And we also have a very special guest who works in a correctional facility and has noticed some very interesting common interests among uh, his male inmates uh, that he works with and uh, their fascination in exploring and understanding all things paranormal, the afterlife, the energetics of the universe, and more. So we invite you to call in with your questions and comments for both Liz and me and, of course, our special guest, who we will be announcing in a little bit. So, Absolutely. And if you would like to call in and share your story, please call us at 516-666-9881. Please know that your calls are answered in the order that they are received, so we truly appreciate your patience while we are waiting to get you on the air. Right now, we're going to take a real short commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary is deeply committed to the animals who come here in need. They're either abused, abandoned, orphans, and sometimes just old and worn out, those who have no other options. But we see value in each of God's creatures. We give them a safe, happy life with friends, family, vet care, and great food. One thing they all have in common is everybody else gave up. But we need your help. We're a 501c3 nonprofit charity, and we need your donations to continue helping the animals who need us. Please visit Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary on Facebook or hoofsandhornsfarm.org. Thanks so much. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. Uh, Summer and I have received several uh, uh, comments about wanting to know who we are, and as I contemplated what I wanted to share, I decided I didn't really want to share anything, so I don't like to talk about (laughs) myself. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Um, I'll start with I am an ordained minister. I have been an ordained minister since 2005. I am ordained uh, by a non-denominational Christian church. I do not currently have a church per se, but I love to do all the rituals, so I've done lots of uh, life ceremonies, life celebrations, excuse me, wedding ceremonies, house blessings, things of that nature. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy holding a sacred space with people and being able to share pivotal moments in their life. Uh, back in 1998, I used to have a company called Sundancer Retreats, and we did holistic retreats for women on the weekends. And it was a lot of fun. We would bring in different practitioners, uh, people who did art therapy and 
aura photography and yoga and Tai Chi and all kinds of different sorts of things. And it was just, it was an amazing time in my life because I got to meet lots of really wonderful, skilled, spiritual people. But that is where I uh, got turned on to aura photography. I've been doing aura photography for over 20 years. It's kind of my medium for mediumship, (laughs) if you will. And, uh, yeah, we had a gal uh, that came with a camera, and she took a picture of all the attendees, and I was hooked. I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I went out and got a camera of my own. And in 2017, I started to teach the Three Principles class of uh, Dr. James Martin Peebles. And it's just the funnest thing ever. Um, as simple and <laughs> as pure and clean as these principles are, they are multidimensional and multilayered. And I am constantly learning and growing. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I also started a uh, psychic circle group, which um, creates a safe place for people to practice their gifts. So we have healers and psychics and mediums and people who work with pendulums and runes and all sorts of things. And it's just, again, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time. So, and that is enough about me. (laughs) Not even. No, I disagree. It's never enough about you. Every time, and I've known Liz for a very long time, and I still learn things about her every time I, I, I hear her speak. And so, um, so Liz, I mean, I just think it's it's incredible. You, you know, I mean, from you run you run the gamut of everything. An ordained minister to a, a psychic healer, animal communicator. I don't think you even touched on that in your, uh, in your no, statement. About that part. Or photography. So how is it that you tie all these things together in terms of being an ordained minister and then your, your upbringing? Oh, yes, the upbringing. Um, yeah. I was raised. <laughs> I was wondering. Um, I was raised Mormon. <laughs> I, I grew up in Salt Lake City. I was raised Mormon. Um, when I was probably about 45 years old, I think I, I, I asked to be released from the uh, membership of the church. Um, I will tell you right now that the bishop that I talked to did not think that that was a good idea and did everything in his power to talk me out of it. But for me, I knew it was the right thing. Um, it was a very interesting experience. Um, the church wrote a letter to my parents and told on me. <laughs> <laughs> basically that I had left the church and I remember my, my father calling me and saying, we got a letter from the church saying that you weren't a member anymore. And I said, yeah, that's right. And he got really quiet for a minute and he says, well, it never did fit you. <laughs> yeah. that's right. It never did fit me, but I believe wow. that uh, God is in everything. And I believe that uh, he's in every religion. He's in every belief system. And he is certainly in the spiritual realms that you and I walk in. And it's all connected. So it's never been uh, hard for me to combine them all. But, yes, I do do animal communication, and animals are just amazing. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the tip of the iceberg, I think, with your life and the story that you could tell. Because uh, I, I just love that. I mean, you have just transcended so many different uh, paradigms of, of whatever it is with religion and everything else. And you've just, you, it's like you've taken them all and turned them into this beautiful, loving stew of wonder. <laughs> the best I can say. <laughs> you're, you're making me blush. <laughs> well, you're an amazing person. I love you very much. Uh, I and, love you too, uh, Summer. <laughs> Which I guess brings me to myself. <laughs> yeah, I care about you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so, because we want to have we want to have plenty of time for our special guest tonight, but um, so let me see. How do I put it in a nutshell? Now you're making me think. Um, I, I let's see. I was born in 1960 in Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> The end. <laughs> Hooray for Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So, 
and then I sort of had this thing at a very young age. I, I was very uh, aware of myself as uh, being, well, I wasn't aware of myself as being different, but I, I had experiences that other people didn't have seeing spirits, hearing spirits, feeling spirits. Um, I was 11 months old when I remember thinking, um, I'm going to find out what this truth thing is about once and for all. So fast forward to the future. Uh, let's see, I, I worked for a Goods and Tommen Productions I, on Super Password as a, a, um, a promotions uh, coordinator. And I also worked at a recording studio called Skyline Recording in Topanga Canyon as studio manager. It was my family's recording studio back in the 80s, late 70s, 80s. And um, then I, all this time, I was being bombarded by hearing spirits, seeing spirits, feeling spirits, and wondering what to do about that. And I met Dr. James Martin Peebles, who was a spirit who spoke through uh, trans medium Thomas Jacobson back in the 80s. I met him, uh, and that kind of changed my life um, because he made sense of my life with the things that he said. I wasn't crazy. I wasn't strange. I was I was just me, and I was acknowledged for being that, somebody who can hear and see and, and feel spirit and, and – uh, so I started an exploration uh, to find Dr. Peebles, uh, Dr. James Martin Peebles. Hold on, my cat is like up here. Sorry, my kitty's on the table scratching herself <laughs> and I'm on my table where I'm recording this <laughs> on the radio. Uh, anyway, my little kitty, Lucy. Um, and so I, I, um, I started to explore the possibilities of finding Dr. James Martin Peebles in spirit when Thomas Jacobson stopped channeling Dr. Peebles. And uh, channeling is really a person who allows a spirit to come into his body and speak through the body, using the body, your body, to speak. It's a channel. And uh, Thomas was an incredible trance medium who went into a deep trance and allowed for Dr. Peebles to speak through him very directly with me. And... Um, so I'm trying to cut this and make this long story short, but I sought Dr. Peebles with my heart. I found him. Um, I didn't intend to become a trans medium, but I did become a trans medium after six years of exploration of wondering how to make this relationship with spirit happen. And um, Dr. Peebles came through one day and started speaking through me. And then I channeled dearly departed loved ones and others. And uh, eventually, Dr. Peebles said, after three years of doing that work with dearly departed loved ones speaking through me, um, Dr. Peebles said that my training was done. And I thought, my training? For what? And I found out that I was going to be doing this as a profession, as a trans medium, allowing Dr. Peebles to speak through me. And Dr. Peebles uh, has helped many people. I've been doing this almost 25 years now. It will be 25 years as of December 4th of this year and Dr. Peebles has helped people internationally through, through me. Um, and I think there are other, other people who channel him. Um, but I've not, not yet uh, spoken to him through anybody else except Thomas, who is an extraordinary trans medium. And, um, Dr. Peebles actually walked the earth. And that's the extraordinary thing about him is he walked the earth. He died in 1922 at the age of 99.9 years old. He was a, he was a writer, he was a mystic, he was a medical doctor, he was a naturopath, he was a, a U.S. consulate to Turkey, and uh, he was a, a benef benefactor in, uh, to many people. I mean, he helped so many people. There were 100,000 people at his memorial service um, in Los Angeles where he died which is extraordinary. Um, and I have heard one random thing, which I did see on the, the biography channel many years ago or the history channel many years ago, which all of a sudden Dr. Peebles uh, photo showed up on the screen and they said that he was a, one of the founders of the Kellogg's company and that he was ousted from the uh, Kellogg's company because he believed in whole grains and uh, feeding people whole grains, but it got uh, kind of 
uh, messed up with the sugar thing because he was a vegetarian in his life on earth. So he was also, he worked for the women's suffrage. He worked for um, equal rights for everybody. Um, and he's truly all about love. So that's my Dr. Peebles. But there's another Dr. Peebles who I am going to introduce to you tonight. And this Dr. Peebles is Dr. Tim Peebles, who is the great, let's see, let me see, let me start again, the great, 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 great nephew of Dr. Peebles, Dr. Jim Peebles, James Peebles. And Dr. Tim Peebles is here with us this evening to share a little bit about his experiences and his uh, knowledge of all sorts of things such as the power of belief, manifesting your dreams, universal laws applied today, human and universal energy fields, holistic health. I mean, he talks about so much stuff. He works for a correctional facility and uh, he's been working with inmates for a very long time and he has found and discovered some very interesting things about these inmates and their uh, extreme enthusiasm about the end of life, afterlife, and the all things paranormal. And understanding this has helped them, I think, from what I understand, to integrate with society. So we welcome you, Dr. Peebles. Yay. Good evening. Thank you very much, Summer. Although <laughs> you guys are much more interesting than I am, I'd like to listen to you guys go on about what your, you know, your lives. <laughs> That's some wonderful stuff you guys do. It's it's much more interesting sitting in the middle of Minnesota, up in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of snow. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so tell us what, what do I do? Now. Yeah. Well, I, I work at the uh, in the Minnesota Correction Facility. It's called the Challenge Incarceration Program. It's a it's a boot camp where uh, the fellows can uh, sign up to go. And so what they do is they they're there for six months. And what they do is it's run like a military boot camp, and they get up at 5.30 in the morning, and they exercise, and they go jog, you know, so many miles. I think it's like uh, five miles in the morning. They eat breakfast, and their whole day is very planned out and very regimented. And part of their thing is they do chemical dependency counseling, and they also come to education. And what I've had the, the pleasure of teaching was teaching them all about how to make positive changes in their lives. And at first, you know, we started with the mundane stuff, but I found that, that they really gravitate towards the spiritual stuff because it's the one component that's missing. And, and it, it seems that nobody really flat out talks about it in, in an ordinary society, but when you would bring it up, the room just goes quiet, and they are all ears. And, you, we, you know, you never have a discipline problem, even in, in the middle of an incarceration, a bunch of incarcerated guys who probably half of them go to anger management class, um, they all listen. And I've never had to sit there and tell them to be quiet because they tell each other, be quiet, I want to listen to this. And they really hone in on the spiritual aspect. And the stories I've heard over the years from these men, as far I've had fellows who are in wheelchairs who have died three times, and they can recant exactly what happened when they died and what went on. And I've had other ones who have visions and, and stuff. And a lot of them coming through have chemical dependency backgrounds. And they, they'll tell you when they started using drugs, they no longer could, they never longer got visited from their uh, beloved ones. But as soon as they quit, they came to prison because there's no more drugs or anything in the prison that they started connecting with them and they could see these things. So it's kind of a fun uh, job. It's, uh, it's different, but it's it's touching with these these uh these fellows who most people write off oh they're an inmate or something like that but they're just as average as, as you know a lot of them have tried different things and they kind of like Tesla said you know an antisocial behavior is actually a sign of intelligence in a world full of conformists and <laughs> they are yeah. a lot of antisocial people but they 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 don't tolerate, you know, the minutiae that most people will throw out there. They cut right to the chase, and so we have some very good discussions about things. So, that's, that's you need really any more about my... <laughs> uh, Dr. Peebles, that's really interesting because, uh, you know, I wonder about that sometimes with uh, the inmates that maybe they just, 
it's not so much that, oh, they, they got involved in drugs and went on the wrong track or this or that, but that maybe they just are on a, on a different uh, level of awareness and there's nothing that supports them in this society. Is that, is that um, correct? Or uh, am I, am I, am I, am I misconstruing something here? Um, you know, there's a gamut of them, but I would say a large, a large group of uh, uh, over 50 percent of them are there because something happened along the way. They came from a family that was, and you'll see it time and time again that they didn't get their high school education. They didn't get these things because something happened in the family, you know, a, a parent or something like that. And it's not really wonderful families. A lot of them come from broken homes. Uh, fathers are raging alcoholics. Uh, don't even know who their mother is. Don't know who their brother is and stuff like that. They were raised in the south side of Chicago where, you know, they were raised in the projects and stuff like that. And, and they're not bad people. It's just that they had bad things happen. And a yeah. lot of times they are they are really looking for the answers. I mean, they're, they're, they, if you can give them the meat and potatoes, they'll they, We'll soak it up. They pay attention, and they really want to work on those things. So they don't have yeah. – um, I don't know. Your question again was – let me focus on that. Well, it, well it's just basically that, uh, you know, I just – I think that some of these people are, are very hyper-intelligent in some ways, but they don't have any direction in our society to, to focus that. And they understand things spiritually that we don't offer as a society to people outside of the church or, or other things like as far as the energetics and things like that, that you talk about as far as uh, like the power of attraction, the uh, universal laws that you talk about are, and can be applied today, the energetics of living, uh, the, uh, the uh, human and universal energy fields that are, are uh, you know, uh, part of the, our existence that, that they may not understand. And, oh, look, you know, and uh, so maybe let's find out what we have. We have callers right now. So we have a, a, someone from 650 area code. Hello, you're on the air. 650 area code, you're on the air. Okay. Um, Maybe we, have, we lost that one. Okay, and uh, we've got someone from 928 area code. 928, you're on the air. Hello. 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 I'm here. Hi. Hello. Thank and you I'm, for calling. I'm, I'm uh, very impressed with everything I'm hearing. I'm really interested in what uh, Dr. Peebles has to say. It's extraordinarily difficult work that he's doing uh, with convicts, and uh, it's uh, difficult always to work with people who have been so misguided in the early parts of their lives. Most of them not having any guidance really ever, you know. Absolutely, uh, Dr. Peebles, can you speak to that a little bit more for this call? Oh, yeah, he, he's right on the money. A lot of these guys have never had a father figure. They've never had anyone show them anything. They love, they will soak up education in a heartbeat if you give that to them. They've had teachers that were awful teachers that shouldn't have been teaching, and I, I say that reluctantly because being a teacher, but I, there are a lot of people who um, really don't, are in the profession for the summers off. Um, they've never had someone sit in and sit down and actually work with them on fractions, and they are very grateful. Anytime you, you work with these people, they will tell you thank you very much. They are very grateful that you helped them, and they love the stuff, the advanced stuff. We always talk about they're working on their um, GED, getting their general education diploma, and I'll say, you know, you need the mathematics because the mathematics is about precision. It's about, you know, knowing those stuff. Language arts is how you communicate with people. Science, well, it's all physics and chemistry. You, that, you need to know that stuff. And so you get those basics down. Now we're going to move to what I call, instead of ABE, which is adult basic education, we're going to move to adult advanced education. And then I bring in things from Tesla and those things, and they just go nuts. And they, the energy fields and, and teaching them how everything is a vibrating entity and, and looking at food not by by vibration and how it helps your body and those different things. Um, one of my favorite stories was a young man I had who was 24 years old when he 
class. And I saw him in one class, and he was swearing away in the class. And I said, why don't you come here? And I was looking at the books he was reading. It's about the power of intuition and all these different things. I said, you know what? If you ever come to CIP, you would love to sit in this class and stuff. And he came down there, and, and he had a hard time because they were always razzing him. But he was a very brilliant young man. He was smart. He knew how to do things. But he was kicked out of his home at a young age. He lived in fish houses. He would break into them just to have some place to stay at night and different things. And he sold drugs just to get money so that he could live. And we went through class, and he soaked it up. He got it. To this day, he probably makes three times as much as I do. <laughs> and, and every now and then I get, I get uh, an email from him telling him, thank you, because you were the one that believed in me. And I finally learned how to believe in myself. So these guys just need... A lot of them. Now, there are, I'm not going to tell you that all of them are activated, because some of them, I mean, it's a human tendency to try, and, you know, we always we always exercise our free will and choice by saying no all the time, and they have a lot of barriers, and they're used to putting up. So the first two weeks of my classes are always about breaking that barrier, getting them, you know, to say, oh, just to listen. Let's yeah, wow. Well. That, that's really wonderful, Dr. Peebles. Um uh, Carl, well, I commend you, you for that. I commend you for that that work you're doing. It's so very difficult, and so few are willing to do it. Thank you well, so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you so calling. much for calling. So, Dr. Peebles, um, I'm just wondering about uh, you know it's all about love, and. Uh, and I know that you teach a, teach a lot about that. And so the energetics of love and how it helps to heal these uh, inmates, how they come to understand something that, that maybe they were not taught in their youth. Um, yeah, yeah there, there's a big component of that. And, and I found that the easiest way to teach them in, in, in modern day world People understand science and, and technology terms and stuff like that. So I talked to him about the frequency of, of love is at 600 hertz, where the frequency of the very strongest negative emotion, which you hate or, or you know, your severe anger, is 150 hertz. And I said, so here's, here's the difference. It's about a four, four to one difference. And I show him how this stuff works. And the one thing that I've always told him, I said, you know, I don't teach you anything in class that I have not tried myself. And if I find it to work, then I bring it to class. And that kind of throws them at you. I mean, you've tried this stuff. And, yeah, this, you know, here's universal laws. Here's how I found them to work. And then they go through this stuff. And um, it, it makes a big difference at our boot camp because a lot of times you throw these guys it, it's in, in prisons. It's a lot. I call it a big boys camp. I mean, there are some guys that enjoy going there because it's just the camaraderie. And, there's, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, hanging out. I can go to the library. I can go to the gym. But when you really start to get down to wanting to work on yourself, and you want to make changes because you've had it with the way things have gone for you and you're not getting ahead or anything like that, then they really start to apply it. And then the energy of love, and, I, and it comes into the law of attraction and all those things, I, I tell them, you know, that one of the universal laws is reciprocity. It's in all the good books. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. As you sow, so shall you reap. It's all these different things. I said, but most people say, what's in it for me? I said, now you realize if you apply that law to that statement, the universe is coming back at you, what's in it for me? You're not going to get anything. I said, you have to change your whole mindset to one of love and appreciation and say, how may I serve? How may I help? Because then the law comes back at you saying, how may I help you? How may I serve you? And then it's just a clicker in their heads. And when they finally get it, they go, oh, I've been going at this a little wrong. Let's try this again. And yeah. so then they, they start to go towards the love and the appreciation. And, we, we, you know, building that, I said, that's the attractive force. That's the law of attraction in a nutshell because that's what holds the universe together is love. And love for lack Absolutely. of better word, that's what we call it. We call it love, the strongest attractive force we know. And so when you put things, kind of like Tesla said, one man's God is another man's laws of physics. And when you put it in those scientific terms, they, they, they get it. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's interesting. I have guys to this day, uh, and they come back four years later, and they go like, well, yes, and they always admit, you know, I said, I'm not going to, they come back to prison, I said, I'm not going to sit there and go like, oh, you came back. And they said, I said, what happened? And they tell me, they said, but they always accept responsibility. And I said, you know, to me, that's the biggest growth you can have, is that you no longer blame everything else. You take responsibility for your actions. 
And uh, yeah. did you learn something? That's what I always said. Did you learn something? Yes. And they'll tell me what they've learned. I said, okay. They said, well, the only reason I came back here to boot camp is because I knew you might be here. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's terrific. Um, we do need to take a short commercial break, Dr. Peebles, so uh, we will be back shortly. Okie doke. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pain and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours. So let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiveroswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. Hi, Lori Lene, licensed massage therapist and owner of Raven's Call Healing Center in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. We offer several different modalities like therapeutic massage, fifth dimensional work with vibrational sound and light, classes and workshops to expand and grow your spiritual awareness, releasing the blocks in the body that no longer serve you so you can live a more vibrant life. Please check us out at ravenscallinc.com or give us a call at 928-202-1179. You get $10 off your first visit. Raven's Call, healing for your soul. Hey friends, it's Rebecca Cute Hands, letting you know the medicine pouch ceremonies are coming up December 20th, 21st, and 22nd. If you would like to attend any one of these ceremonies, give me a call at 928-499-4128. This year, we're going to be filling the pouches with 23 blessings and offerings honoring our DNA. I'm really looking forward to it, and I hope to see you there. Many blessings. Mishtae wado. And welcome back. If you would like to uh, address or make comments about anything that our special guest, Dr. Tim Peebles, is sharing with us today, please call us at 516-666-9881. Yeah, and, and uh, so welcome back. And, uh, and we're talking with Dr. Tim Peebles. And we have a caller, uh, looks like it's an out-of-country caller on area code 1111111 forever more. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Hello? I guess not. Okay. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> so, so very, very, yes. Before we went to our commercial break, you were sharing about some of the insights that the uh, inmates experienced uh, through your teachings. Uh, what can you? Uh, what additionally can you share about that, and what are, what they're experiencing? You know, it's it, it's the beauty of, of, a, of a, the boot camp, and I always tell them this. Um, is that they, they don't have any TV. There's no nothing. They don't have the distractions. I mean, I always tell them, so now is the time. Humans have never had so many distractions in their lives as they do today. And I said, but the beauty of being at boot camp is that you don't have any. There's no TV. There's no nothing periodicals. We have uh, a library that, that I help stock with some of the greatest self-help books that they can read about. And, um, and, and so you have this stuff to read. So they have a chance to actually focus and concentrate on things to how they want to change. I said, it doesn't, it, it's not a bad thing, because a lot of people think, oh, I have to change my life. They start thinking, they said, no, 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 back up, back up. I said, think of the people who change constantly, actors, actors who play roles, like a Johnny Depp or somebody, they, they think about the role and they really get into it. I said, so what you're going to do is it's a fun thing. What do you want to become? You just have to get the picture of it in your head, because our minds, we don't think in words, we think in pictures. I said, and the words are just used like paintbrush strokes to paint the picture. And so when somebody says to you that I'm not seeing it, they are actually not seeing it. They have to see the picture. And once your mind sees the picture, you can go after it. So let's paint that picture really vivid. Now, what is it that you want? Because it's achievable. Yeah. And, I, and I always tell them that my first rule in all my classes are believe in yourself. Because the power yeah. of belief is the number one thing. I said, if you, you have to believe in yourself. I said, the world is made up of 80% 
being a bunch of, um, I call them the poo-poo clan, that will always sit there and tell you that, that something's wrong, don't do this, don't do that. So you have to distance yourself from that and believe in yourself. It's kind of out of the good books. And the program that I, I wrote, the class, I call it, it's called Rise and Shine, um, it talks about that. But I, I've looked at everybody from way back from the ancient Roman times and all that, and they all say the same types of things. Like Christ said to Thomas, stop doubting and believe. And I said, so first of all, you have to believe in yourself. You can do it. You have the powers to do these things. Now, let's get a picture in your mind of what it is you want to do. So not for the money, what it is you love in your heart. Because if you love it, you never have to work a day in your life. You'll just love, you'll spring out of bed and go to work because you love it. And so, so each week we try to get them to realize, here's what I want to do, and then focus on that. And then how can we go about that? Now let's build the plan. Let's goal set. Let's, you know. Do these types of things. So, yeah. so it's interesting work, but yeah. So, Dr. Peebles, um, excuse me, uh, but so when you talk about, uh, you know, you think about it in your mind, you use your mind. So, there's a thing about the imagination uh, is sort of the playground for spirit to speak to us. And we think that our imagination is just our imagination. We're told, oh, you know, uh, when we're young, we say, Oh, I don't know what to do today, mommy. I don't know what to do. And and mommy says, Oh, use your imagination. And then you say, Well, I I see my my dead uncle, you know, Bob in the hallway. And mommy says says, Oh, that's just your imagination. So so you're you're kind of helping these inmates, from what I can understand, to help activate their imagination as another aspect of self not I hate I don't like the word tool because it's really who we are we we imagine things we imagine creating a chair well, I'm gonna I want to build a chair so I think about what kind of chair I want to build and then I manifest it in this world here in the 3d and so it sounds like that's similar to what you're doing with these inmates oh, yeah. exactly and, and- I do call it a tool, but I said it's your most powerful tool, your imagination. Your mind goes after the picture you give it. Now, you can see the picture in a book somewhere, but realize you can create the picture. I see wealthy people have all these things, beautiful things around them, but for you to see what they see, you have to imagine it. But it's no difference because whether you're imagining it or seeing it in reality, your mind takes it as real. And so if you have a very vivid, like when you dream, you know, I always talk about like, you know, you see the dogs chasing the rabbit, you can see his feet going, blah, blah, blah. But when we dream very vividly, we, we think it's really happening. So your subconscious, whether you're imagining it or it's really happening, it takes it as real. So it's your most powerful tool you have. So now you can create a picture of what it is you want and you can go after it. Your mind will help you once it's clear enough. I was used to when I taught when I was teaching college. I the students would come in and say, "Okay, well, I had to ask them, what do you want to do?" They go, "I want to be a manager in business." They go, "Well, I don't see the picture. What what kind of manager do you want to be?" And they go, well, "I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole myself. I don't want to you know." I said, "Well, here's how the mind works." I said, "You have to be able to picture what it is you want to do. So you need to pick something. You will get to where you want to go. So you know, if it's shoe store manager, start out in the shoe store manager. Maybe you want to end up being an automotive manager, but you have to visualize yourself being the shoe store manager for your brain to get off the starting line and start taking you places. And uh-huh. uh, and I tell that to these guys all the time. I said, I said, you can tell me you want to be in construction. I don't see the picture. Uh, I want to build houses." Still not clear enough. The guy goes, okay, I want to be the guy who puts the trim around the wall and then paints the trim with a, a, to match the color of the wall, and I want to wear this blue uniform with my name Bill on it or whatever. I said, now your mind can see it. Now it can help you. Mm, so you got yeah. that's your imagination painting that picture. It's a, it's a very powerful tool that, that we disregard uh, so, like you said earlier, you know, we're told, oh, it's your imagination. <laughs> well, so, your imagination so, is one powerful thing. <laughs> Thank you, kids, for using it, you know. <laughs> yes. So, so Dr. Peebles, um, just to add to that, I totally believe everything that you're saying, and I also ascribe to that. But what about emotion? So where does emotion come into play with all of this uh, creative juice? Well, emotion is like energy in motion. So the, the strong emotions are strong energy. I mean, uh, there's lots of stories about how people get angry and actually put it in a productive way to make something happen. 
So your energy in motion, you know, I, I was telling him, I said, anger is an emotion you feel, but it's how you utilize it. So, you know, you have to condition things by thinking about it logically. Now, is this going to, you know, do it? And a lot of times these guys have, have a tendency to just, you know, react. But I said, you know, if you can, uh, we, we, just, we put up a stop sign. Stop, think about it. What are my options? Proceed. <laughs> and, okay, just getting them to take that second to think about what they're going to do. And I said, so emotions are something that run through you. High emotions are high energy. They move you to do lots of stuff. You know, uh, the worst possible scenario, and I think that was a, um, oh, I can't remember the fellow's name who did the, um, the chart, who shows that, that the people with a very low emotional reaction are the people down there in depression and so forth. Their, their vibratory rate is very, very low. And so as you move up the scale, you see that your emotions start to kick in, and the stronger the emotions like love, which is your, your all-time high emotion, and even anger is halfway up the scale, um, they're very wonderful things. And, and when you don't feel them, then you start to run into that problem area. So, yeah, so, emotions um, are a big Yeah, well, I, that's what I think too. So, so would you say that um... – Thought is the beginning of the process, but the emotion is actually the juice that puts it into action. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. You're, you're from that point. And actually, what the kicker is your beliefs. Your beliefs, those deep-seated beliefs that you most people don't can't recall. I always tell them, "All right, start writing down your beliefs." And they look at me, and I give them ten minutes, and they get, you know, they might get a couple of them. I said, "You have thousands of them in there." And a lot of them right. really, the, the the inmates, they really, they take hold of this one. I said, "Okay." I uh, said, so when you see a police car, what happens? They all straighten up, you know, they, oh, the police are out to get me, blah, 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 blah. I said, no, where did that formulate? I said, a lot of them, it's back, way back, their parents saw a police car, or they were as a kid, saw the police car, and their parents said, sit up straight, don't do this, do this. And they, and they learned to, you know, it's just, oh, the police car, nasty thing. And I said, okay, you didn't think of it as a helpful thing, that in case you're in trouble, you can go to those people to help you. You thought of it as these, these this opposition. And so then we start with their beliefs. So their beliefs that they have drive their thoughts, and their thoughts, and, and right, they can have all kinds of thoughts, but it's not until it, it's really the emotion that makes a thing. Yeah, I, were, I was on a school board for a while, and we found out that was a big thing there. People didn't take their kids to another school unless it was a very emotional issue that they had with the, the um, administration or something like that. Then they, would, they were so wound up, they would take their kid out of a school, drive them 10 miles to the next school every day. But it uh-huh. had to be an emotional issue. You know, uh, Dr. Nichols, I, I'm I have something I'd like to to share. You know, your great 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 uncle, Dr. James Peoples. Let's call him uh, Uncle Jim. Just <laughs> Uncle Jim, yeah, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> many many years ago, I was driving to California, and I drove past past a. Uh, a penitentiary and I was asking Dr. Peebles in my mind and just you know as I do I chat with spirit that way and I talk to Dr. Peebles that way Dr. G- Dr. Jim <laughs> and um and I I said you know what what do you think about this whole penitentiary thing and and uh the inmates and and the offenders or whatever you want to call them and what he said clearly to me was he said they didn't get enough milk and cookies and I thought, what? And he said, yeah, they didn't get enough milk and cookies. And he started talking about a milk and cookies ministry to bring milk and cookies to these inmates, have them making the cookies and that sort of thing. And I, you know, what you were just talking about with Liz about the emotions and, and putting this, you know, the thoughts into action and our emotions are the driving force of that. Um, some of these people don't, don't even have the the foundation of understanding love and what that means and what it means to even be able to receive that in their lives. And I suddenly understood that when I heard Dr. Peebles tell me about the milk and cookies ministry and how, how some of these people did not get enough milk and cookies in their life. Does that make sense yeah, I, to you? A lot of them didn't get milk and cookies. They, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, to love to them is a, is a foreign concept a lot of times. It, it's yeah. maybe a physical concept that they think. But but the true to love something so much that, that you know to to have that kind of milk and cookies type of feeling 
they, uh, th that's foreign to them, and they don't trust. Uh, and the biggest thing that you can run through the prison is, hey, there are two things. One, they always ask everybody else to do something for them. They, they're very dependent on other people. And then the other yeah. thing is that, that they, they, they don't trust people. They don't trust anybody else. So somewhere along the line, somebody has busted their trust a lot. And you have to build up that trust. Uh, it's kind of funny when I yeah. walk down the hallways of the, uh, I can, there's two different prisons, and I walk down the hallways, uh, people that walk along with me, they, these guys are just boom, 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 Dr. Peebles, Dr. Peebles. How are you doing, Dr. Peebles? Hi, Dr. Peebles. And do you remember me? I had your class in 2013, and, and I don't always remember their names, but I remember a face. And I said, uh, yeah, I kind of remember the class. You wouldn't you the one that gave a speech on this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. So, but, but the respect is always there because when you teach them something that they really want to learn at the spiritual level, at the soul, their soul is yearning for that. Their soul is yearning for love. Love is one of the four driving forces of the human being. So is variety, which is one of these really funniest yeah. things. But, but love is something that, that they need, and it's an energy. Yeah, and you're 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 listening to them and acknowledging them, and that is that is love. And we have a caller. Uh, we have a caller on uh, area code nine two eight. Who is hello nine two eight area code? You're on the air. Hello, Dr. Peebles and Liz and Summer. This is Blair in Sedona. Hi, Blair in Sedona. Hi. I'm rereading "Out on a Limb" by Shirley MacLaine, written over thirty six years ago. Summer. And when she began to explore the so-called invisible reality, uh, she had this nagging notion that open-mindedness was an act of gullibility. This is when she was first learning about reincarnation. But, of course, uh, she learned a lot more uh, by the idea that the individual soul, along with spirit guides, are the way to assist planetary humanity's achievement of a civilization. And uh, it's similar to what Dr. Peebles, uh, the original Dr. Peebles, Tim, <laughs> would talk about, <laughs> where uh, in uh, his uh, channeling on reincarnation, uh, he said, our uh, past lives are still preserved in our subconscious, available uh, in our subconscious. We decide to knock on the door and do the personal work. That door will be open for us. So we all have it within us once we make that decision. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't tell yeah. you, the, uh, the fellows in, in the past lives come out time and time again, and you find it throughout their interests. And so, I, I, you know, a lot of times I'll talk with these guys, and, and we're not allowed to do, use hypnosis in the prisons, but I always say, you know what, if you really want to learn about this stuff, and go, go get some hypnosis. I always recommend three things. I said hypnosis is a good way to retrieve past life information because a lot of them are very interested in that. Second of all, I said get deep, deep body massages to relax, get those things out of your muscles, those negative things out of you, your muscles, and acupuncture because it, it's the energy flow. And, and I said if you use those things properly, you, know, you won't have a lot of medical problems. I mean, there's two, two things that, that, that disease cannot manifest in the body one is oxygen and so that the exercises that they always talk about running we have to the guys have to get up and run every day and i they said you know what that's all about and they go well the physical exercise I said no it's about oxygenating your body because in an oxygen rich environment disease cannot grow and i said so you need to get all the oxygen you can get and 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 breathe deep learn how to breathe deep and, and take this in and, and it, i can't tell you the people uh like they have they have problems health problems i had a buddy who just had a stroke and i said get to a hyperbaric chamber start breathing that oxygen as deep as you can you know and it really makes a difference in people's lives so yeah past lives are a wonderful thing i think they're deep-seated in your dna i think that they come out whether you like it, or not, it but you have to unlock them you know, there, there's, I, I've seen there's progressions you have. I've seen other teachers who I've gotten to teach alongside, and as they sit alongside of me, they start, at first they're very skeptical about the stuff I talk about. Then after the, the, uh, the synchronicity of the universe kicks in and they start to see these things, they go, hey, they come to me, you know what this? And then it popped up over here, and then I saw me. Then all three of them were in this article that I looked at, and I said, okay. <laughs> You're experiencing it. You're going to love it. It's the synchronicity of the universe, but it's there all the time. And then they start to grow, and you can just see the steps. After you do it enough, you see the steps that people progress through. And it is. It is. You know, 95% are, are asleep, and you've got to be the one that goes click and wake them up, just, just to wake them up enough to look, and then they take off on their own. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, yeah. people. 
And thank you, Blair. Yeah, thank and, you uh, so much. That. Well, um, I have a, a, a little a little story about uh, Dr. Peebles mentioned sleep. Uh, nowadays, people are full of stress and 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 worry. And uh, on the book here, out on the limb, her friend David, I'm talking about Shirley MacLaine, are in Peru, and he talks about a technique called the Golden Dream which is if you're trying to fall asleep and your mind is bouncing around with all kinds of problems that won't quit, here's what you do. You think about what would make you at the moment the happiest person in the world. You picture it all in detail, what you would be wearing, who you would be with, what it would sound like, what kind of weather would be going on, what kind of food you would be eating, what you would be touching, all kinds of stuff that make you happy in detail. And then you just wait. You have this whole picture in your mind created by your own will and fantasy, and it becomes so real that you are happy. You feel yourself relax and actually vibrate on a kind of even frequency. And in no time, many people fall off asleep or on the astral plane, if I may say, as it's like to turn. So basically, when you concentrate on what would make you happy, you actually produce an electromagnetic frequency which operates internally and literally soothes you into a feeling of inner peace. Hmm. Well, that's well, very interesting because that happy, ties in perfectly with what Dr. Peoples was talking about earlier. I'm sorry, Liz, yes? Well, I, I'm, I said that that's really interesting, Blair, because that ties in perfectly with what Dr. Peebles was talking about earlier in teaching the uh, inmates to visualize what they wanted. And you well, know, thank you in, so much in great detail. <laughs> thank you, Blair, for calling in. We're, we're, uh, thank you so much for sharing. We've, we have to go to our next caller. So thank you so much, but, uh, you know, happy holidays. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And we have a caller from 315 area code. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Oh, sorry, my voice sounded Hi. weird. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I just wanted to call in to say how synchronous, I, I don't know, it's just that it's a little odd. I just had my first reading with Dr. Peebles. And in there, he said, in the future, I would be doing, um, you know, um, uh, you know, work, you know, when you work for free, like volunteer work, um, uh, humanitarian work. And and he mentioned doing it in prisons. Now, that would not have been the first thing I would have thought of, because I am an attorney, and I, you know... <laughs> I, I I I see these guys when they're young, and and I'm trying to prevent it at an early stage. You know, I think that's a better better system. So I just thought I'd call in to say that, and you know, maybe someday we'll we'll meet. I'm not. I don't right now. I've got so much on my plate, but that may, who knows? Maybe I could free up before I'm a millionaire doing you know philanthropic work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, bless you for caring. First of all, that, that you you said you 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 know you you meet up with these guys at the early stage and you try to get them through. I can't tell you the guys that are in prison who that there's a there's a universal thing they call it the public pretenders because they've all gotten public defenders and they don't really care about their case and then they they uh, bargain out with the judge or whoever it is to get the thing just passed through and they mm. do. So just to, well, just to have someone who cares when they're actually defending someone would make these guys, you know, they're, they're ecstatic. You would even listen to for, them. I just got criticized by a colleague for caring about a kid with, um, uh, uh, who's, you know, borderline retarded. But, you know, he's, got, he's on the spectrum. And, and thinking that he shouldn't go out and live on his own, that he should be in a group setting. And I got criticized by a colleague saying, that's none of my business as a criminal defense attorney. But the other, the other avenue I try to get at them young is I do a lot of family court work, so neglect, abuse, custody. Um, and, and so I see them there, and I was just thinking about volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. I'm in the city, you know, in the city schools a lot, so I see 
from where they come from. You know, like some of these people go home to empty houses, foodless houses, no, no father, mm. sometimes no mother, you know, or mothers on drugs or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's wow. the centralized story of the whole of a lot of them that are in there. And and I'm not gonna yeah. say that's all of them, because I have had some privileged people. I've had a young man who was just through um the challenge incarceration program whose uh mother is a is a professor and his father is a minister. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it runs a spectrum. But but there are many more who have come from the, the never had the chance, never had anybody even really care. And they've come to the point that they don't trust anybody because the people that they were given to represent them or to build their case. And, and yes, there are those who are trying to build something out of nothing or you just won't accept responsibility for what they did. But there are those who just want someone to defend them, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Calling in, caller. We we are uh, we're getting close to the end of our our, uh, our show, okay. but thank you so much. That was fascinating to hear from you. I I, I wish we could go on and on for another you know half an hour. I know. On that I, would, I would love to talk more, Doctor Peebles, and and you too. Um, uh, I would love to connect with you somehow. Uh, uh, Doctor Peebles, uh, yeah, yeah. I have we'll, a website. We'll, <laughs> You can get yeah. a hold of me through Summer. Summer knows how to get a hold of me. So if you get a hold of them, they yeah. can get a hold of me. Yeah. Okay. Thank All right. You. Thanks so much, caller. <clears throat> yeah. It's, Thank uh, you so much. We have to go to a quick commercial break, and then we will be right yeah. back. Hi, everyone. My name is Deborah Burton, and I live in Sedona, Arizona. I sell crystals and crystal pendants, crystal beings for lightworkers. I specialize in white satin spar selenite, angel crystals, and rare crystals of many kinds. I have lots of treasures, and I offer them for very reasonable prices. My website is metaphysicalrealm1.com. The one is the number one, and that is metaphysicalrealm1.com. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Jamie Clark. And this is Maggie Norton. We are the hosts of the podcast Psychic Evolution. We are going to teach you how to develop your psychic abilities, mediumship abilities to empower, heal, and love yourself and life. Find your unique soul print of consciousness for self-discovery and realization. Visit PsychicEvolution.net and Anchor.fm forward slash Psychic Evolution. It's all about the love, so join the evolution. Psychic Evolution. Hi, I'm Dave Maroff, Transformational Life Coach and Spiritual Counselor. Are you feeling stuck? Can't find your way? Have the questions but can't find the answers? Life Coaching can help you move forward from where you are in your life to where you want to be. So give me a call at 928-642-8443 to schedule an appointment today or visit my website at www.daveheartom.com. I'm here to help you. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part, and we have had our very special guest on with us this evening, uh, Dr. Tim Peebles, and he's been sharing some amazing stories and experiences about uh, his work with um, uh, our brothers and sisters who are incarcerated. So, uh, we just want to thank you so much for joining us this evening and for sharing all the insights that you have with our listening audience. Oh, thank and, you. Uh, Summer. Yeah, thank you so much, Dr. Peebles. It's been delightful. And uh, I have the feeling there are a bazillion more stories and, and insights that you can share. And we'll oh, definitely it, it, have you back on again. <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely. That'd be fun. I'd love to come back on again. It's 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 a pleasure to to actually share. I just this listening to your commercials. It's something we don't have in northern Minnesota, in the middle of nowhere. Um, but but that's half the beauty of of living up here is that I, I really don't watch TV. I don't have a cell phone, and you really are immersed in 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 God's world. And so Thank that you so shows you we, what's we, right and what's wrong. You can do it. Thank you so much. And Dr. Dr. Uh, Tim Peebles' website is drtcpeebles.com. You can go there and to learn more about Dr. Tim Peebles. And all the amazing things that he does. <laughs> yep. And, and thank you so much. Um, 
please tune in next Friday, December 13th. Um, sorry, it's not next. It is next Friday. After the yeah. 6th. Uh, no, it's the following. next Friday after the 6th, <laughs> December yeah. 13th. Yeah, we will have uh, Eve Alton as our special guest. She is a former hospice nurse, and she's going to be sharing some amazing stories uh, of people crossing over and what she experienced with them as uh, she walked them into the light, well, as far as she could go. Um, Please share our um, podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Tell your friends. Post this Post about us on social media, media and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. And please, thank you for letting thank us, you for letting us know, know who you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that again. <laughs> so thank you for listening.